everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXD, and, and today I have Andrea Softman, who is the co-founder of Grizzly. And I'd really urge you guys to go ahead and listen to this episode, because I would say he's one of the OGs of um, the Bitcoin space as well. Because what I learned from this interview was that he has this experience in Bitcoin going back to 2013. He just played around a little bit with the Bitcoin mining, and then he got back into cryptocurrencies in 2017. And what I really liked about this episode is he talked about the roadmap of uh, the launch that is going to be happening in the next couple of weeks and the importance of community and how important it is for the community to grow. And he also shared his experience talking with regulators, uh, the Crypto Valley and different startups, his challenges with the audits that they have taken. They had quite a lot of different number of audits. So please pay attention to what he's saying. And what I really liked about uh, in this episode is he mentioned about the hiring process, what is it that they tend to look at. And one thing which stood out for me is that you know, he's looking at people who genuinely care about the product and have good coding experience as well. So please check out these episodes. And in the show notes below, you'll also get information about the website, the Twitter handle, the Instagram handle. If you guys do have any feedback, questions or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxp.com or mention it in the comments below as well. So let's start with the episode. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. Unfortunately, thank you, Andreas. Really appreciate you talking to me and taking your time and sharing your information about, you know, Grizzly. So can you tell our listeners about yourself and how did you get involved in cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and DeFi? Awesome. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Really excited. I already went through some of your questions and I have to say you did uh, great research. You have great questions. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, Regarding my introduction to crypto, actually, the first touch point I had with crypto was in 2000 and probably 13 or 14. I was just Googling, how can I make money online? And I stumbled across mining. <laughs> so I started mining Bitcoins with my shitty little laptop in 2013. Um, obviously, uh, I didn't really do, uh, I didn't really make a lot of uh, money with that. And uh, unfortunately, I kind of forgot about it. I, I I learned to set up. Uh, I set up a node and the, the miner. The like my configured my laptop so it can be used as a miner. So quite funny actually. Um, but then I kind of lost it. And then in twenty sixteen, kind of got a little more interest. I heard about it again. Bitcoin was like trending again. Was like one thousand. And then in twenty seventeen, early twenty seventeen, a good friend of mine started. Uh, Balling, he had a lot of money suddenly, and I was like, "Man, what did you do?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, you know, altcoins, Bitcoin." And I was like, "All right, interesting." So uh, I I invested some. I bought half a Bitcoin with everything that I had. Basically, uh, I had a thousand dollars on on my name. I invested uh -huh. that, doubled my money quite quickly, and then the story, yeah, story went on. That's how my journey got started. Yeah, and it is during 2017 when the whole ICO craze and everything happened at that, that part of time, right? Exactly, exactly. So I got I got started in like April of 2017 and then yeah, in, in, in autumn, the craziness really began. So it was insane. And that was the time when people were raising millions of dollars just by writing a white paper. And, uh, exactly. Yeah, unfortunately, these times are like, on i mean it's not not as easy to raise money nowadays um but it was a fun experience it taught me a lot about what yeah where to invest where to maybe what is hype and what's like fundamental 
um, fundamental investing. So it was actually quite a nice time, even though I lost a bunch of money when, when the whole bubble burst. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we say, you know, when you talk about the hype. And one thing that I tell Andreas is for everyone, so far as the price prediction is concerned, all the crypto price predictions are 100% right, 50% of the time. So, you know, it's a mixture of <laughs> fundamentals and technical analysis, and you still get it wrong. So next question that I'd like to ask you, Andreas, is uh, can you tell our listeners what is Grizzly.fi and how is it that people can actually benefit from it? Sure. So uh, Grizzly.fi is actually a liquidity aggregator. So we're a DeFi platform trying to make DeFi easier for more people. So that's our goal. Mm-hmm. Um Exactly. So we are basically a, a platform on top of other platforms. We make them easier and more profitable through auto compounding and like easy investment processes. And also the most important thing would be unified investment processes. So every single platform has their own kind of way to invest, their own steps, their own like uh, layout, their own UI. And we combine everything under one um, basket kind of and okay. um, yeah make it accessible for people we also do a lot of ed- education all of that kind of stuff yeah and what i really liked you know in the inauguration email that i received that it was from the ceo uh it mentioned that you know you guys focus on the user experience and, you know how it is exactly. easier can you share some light in terms of you know from the user experience point of view how does it work let's say if i'm an individual who doesn't know anything about mm-hmm. the product, how does a user actually go and start doing that? So most of the time, let's say, let's take Convex as an example. Convex right now is the hottest DeFi platform out there. I love it. I'm a big user myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think it's great, but for me, it's for me it's quite easy to use it because I'm used to like all of these different steps and so on. I'm familiar with all these platforms. Um, but if some, if you're not really into DeFi, if you don't really know um, what DeFi is, uh, what it includes, then you're pretty frustrated because you have to watch different tutorials. You have to, for example, in Convex, you have to select a pool. You have no idea which pool you should go into. Then you have to switch the platform. You have to go to Curve, invest there, go back, exactly deposit your LP tokens. What are what are LP tokens? You know all of this kind of stuff. Um, so with Grizzify, what you can do is you can just select a pool. This uh, we cannot do for you. You have to select where you want to invest. Um, although maybe in the future we'll do some kind of basket. You know, this would be quite cool for like really beginners. Um, you can select the pool you want to invest. You select which currency you want to uh, invest and you just press go and you win. So that's the big difference. And um, what's cool here is that the token holders actually benefit a lot from us getting new users. So the more users we have on the platform using the using the platform, um, the more buyback and burning mechanisms and also distribu- distribution to stakers we have on the Honey token. So um, people who who believe in like long term vision in in simplicity. Um, if they believe in that kind of Apple approach, because I mean, Apple through the use of like usage of nice UI and uh, all of that fun stuff, they made the internet the 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 product that it is right now. You know, That's um, correct, so if yeah. you believe that simplicity, exactly, if you believe that simplicity can bring a lot of value to the DeFi space, and you believe that people will use the will use and invest in DeFi through us. Um, it might be very beneficial for you to hold and stake the token. Yeah, so the importance is on building the community. So as and when the community grows, 
you know, the product grows and it's beneficial for the customer yeah. as well, right? Exactly, exactly. Perfect. And it also mentions, you know, that you plan to merge traditional finance with DeFi. Yeah, so that's quite interesting, actually. So when we started developing Grizzify, we, we obviously, when you're like very hyped about this, an idea, you start talking to other people about it. And we are based in Switzerland. So we, and also we know uh, great people here, people in the banking sector, in the legal sector, and finance sector in, in general. And when we were telling them that you have the opportunity to earn 10%, 15%, 20% on stable coins, um, they were quite surprised actually and the people were like man how how can i invest in there i have like funds in my in my company i want to invest i want to use this opportunity and um then we, we were speaking to people um who actually re uh, regulate these types of structured financial products and he had he had the idea that we should launch an exchange traded products an etp it's like the smaller brother the small brother of uh of ETF. the ETF, okay, yeah. exactly, um, and um, yeah. So uh, we also, what's quite funny is we share our office space with a um, as with an with an asset manager. They um, already launched a bunch of these ETPs, also crypto ETPs, okay. and they say that and we already filled out all the papers. The paperwork is done, and we will be the first uh, Swiss company that will launch a. Uh, ETP based on decentralized finance or uh, yield farming. So this will be very exciting. Absolutely. And the potential when you talk about DeFi, it just uh, keeps on going on and on, right? Yeah. I remember back in the day, I think it was in the late of uh, early of 2018 when MakerDAO launched. And yeah, exactly. About MakerDAO. And now MakerDAO is considered as a boomer DAO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much of, there's so much of innovation going on. There's so many new things going on. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Absolutely correct. And uh, what I saw in that email that it is mentioned that, you know, you will also have a partnership with Swiss Crypto Valley and the CV exactly. in actor. So can you tell our listeners, you know, how did that uh, partnership come about? What is the approaches like? What are the challenges and everything that you guys faced working with them as well? Yeah, so actually, um, Switzerland is not a big country. <laughs> we have yeah. like 8 million people living here. Uh, yeah. So everyone knows each other kind of. And um, I was always very, or in Switzerland, the people, the crypto people especially, they're like, yeah, Crypto Valley, you know, we have, we're like the, 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 the country with the most crypto companies. I think now the UAE actually overtook us, <laughs> actually. Yeah. But um, we were like very in the beginning is uh, mostly like it's 2017 2016 a lot of big crypto projects or crypto companies came to switzerland a lot of exchanges a lot of big big projects like cardano ethereum polkadot all of these guys they are they're working here from switzerland from zug yeah. and um our cto has already worked with the crypto valley association the crypto valley the venture fund and the tv labs uh, in in the past and we had quite good uh, connection to them. So uh, when we started working on Grizzify, uh, it was a no-brainer to work with them. So we have our company registered there. They are uh, key supporters of us. They helped us with tokenomics. They helped us with uh, a lot of a lot of security-related uh, stuff. They also um, did a uh, seed investment as well. So we're very close with them, closely working with them. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's how this came all about. That is absolutely been. And I do remember, you know, when Facebook 
they tried to launch a stablecoin project called Libra. Hmm. And yeah. they tried to register it with Switzerland as well. So I'm not Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, because there were a lot of regulatory hurdles back in the US and they found out that Switzerland is, you know, much more uh, supported in the sense of our regulations and everything is concerned. You even have like a few uh, regions and villages and also whole um, like uh, states where you can pay your taxes in, in Bitcoin. It's quite funny. Which is absolutely brilliant. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if I would be willing to pay my Bitcoin, you know, for tax purposes <laughs> because, you know, the whole hodl culture is definitely there. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. And now from, you know, a, a startup point of view and from a DeFi point of view, what mm-hmm. are some of the challenges, let's say you as a co-founder and the CEO of Facebook, you know, initially starting this project? So initially it was, um, I guess it was initially a problem. And I mean, throughout until up until like three, four months ago, we had, uh, I think the biggest issue that we had or the biggest uh, problem that we had to solve was talent. So hiring good people. That was the biggest, the biggest uh, thing. So in the beginning, we're struggling a bit with finding good devs, and we had devs, was fine. Um, we struggled again with growing um, in terms of uh, employees and developers, all of that. And uh, about three, four months ago, we really, we really decided to make it a big goal to to grow and and hire more people. And uh, when we put a lot of focus on that, actually, we hired six new developers in in one month as as a small startup that's really 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 impressive so um it's quite this was a very very cool and we are still hiring people still growing the team we we understood that the biggest asset that you have as a um yeah as as a crypto project is is your is your tech so the the knowledge that you have because especially in DeFi, a space which is revolutionizing um like by the minute, you feel like, you know, everywhere there's a new DAO, new decks, new this, new that every day. Um, so you always have to be on top of your game and yeah. having great developers who really care about the project and not just work there because they're hired, you know, um, that's really beneficial and really valuable. That's absolutely correct. You know, the point that you said that uh, they really care about the project and not yeah. just there for the money. And that you can literally tell, you know, because or someone who really wants to work, you can literally see in the output. And uh, what yeah. I'm doing is, Andreas, on the second or the third week of this month, I'm also having mm-hmm. a series with uh, some of the top recruiters in Dubai. So what oh, nice. Good, yeah, they, they want to share their experience, what are the challenges they are facing from the companies such as yourself, as well as from the uh, from the interviewees. So it'd be really interesting to get you know their idea as well, because a lot of recruitment is actually taking place so far as, you know, coding is concerned, blockchain technology and cryptocurrency mm-hmm. is concerned, yeah. And are there any failed examples that you'd like to share that, you know, maybe you guys as a team or in DeFi you tried to work upon, but it didn't go your way? And were there any learning experiences from that? Yeah, of course. I mean, one of the biggest issues that we had was that we had to postpone the launch by quite a margin. So we initially wanted to launch eight months ago. Um and we really underestimated what it takes to uh, integrate the smart contract testing, all of that kind of stuff. We also learned a lot about auditing, so we did a um, a audit with a big company. I, I will I don't I will not disclose the name, but okay. we were not really happy with with the audit actually. Okay. And um, then we were like, okay, nice. So we learned that a lot of audit companies are just 
here for like the the stamp, you know, just exactly. yeah, yeah, we're audited by these these guys, but it's not really they don't really didn't really check the code uh, uh-huh. in the extent that we would have liked. So we learned a lot in that regard. What is like a good audit? What is what's not? We learned a lot about hiring. So um, quite funny that you were talking to recruiters. We also uh, some one our growth hacking team, our, our marketing team, they're also in the recruitment business, but in the metrical space. And we started a recruitment company as well, like two three months ago, and are now recruiting developers to um, to projects themselves. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's quite funny actually. Um, yeah, we learned that. It's really the most important thing is that you have a good connection to your developers, that you are on top of your game. Because most of the projects, or I've seen a lot of projects work like this. So they hire a contractor, like uh, some guy texts them on LinkedIn saying, yeah, I have developers here and there. And then you're like, yeah, nice. You, you, You make a deal. For example, you pay them 100K. And then they say, yeah, in two months, it's done. Instead of having a call with the developers themselves and having the control, they wait one and a half months and then they get back to the team and and are like, yeah, okay, so where is it, you know? And then it might not be how they expect it. Maybe they're not even like, sometimes I've heard stories of people didn't even start, you know? So crazy, crazy stories. So I really appreciate or I really encourage everyone to take control over the development process it's 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 i mean if you're not really a technical person it, it's very boring and it's like very like looking at yeah. code you really start you start to get tired and stuff but it's really worth it you start learning so much about the whole technology and in the end you're selling technology you're building technology and you have to understand the yeah. technology that you're building that's absolutely correct and as a matter of fact earlier today i was reading an article about a mm-hmm. guy you know who was uh, using a fake profile and he actually got a job in one of uh, the crypto projects. Uh, and the owner of the project wanted to actually see him like on Zoom. And he was not willing to do a video call because, you know, the profile is completely different. Whereas the actual person was completely different. And it's funny that yeah. that person actually even ended up getting the job. So really, I'm not sure how, you know, these crypto projects work. And something which happened <laughs> earlier today, you know, or rather yesterday, was about the hack and nomad. Yeah, I've seen it, yes. So, you know, it's so critical to have the right audit team. And something that you mentioned that you worked with the previous audit team that you were not content with, but the current one is something that you're absolutely content about. Yeah, I mean, we've done done five audits, actually. We've done five of them, so uh, they weren't really cheap. So we have one, uh, we made one, then we, we went back to the drawing board, we did three more, and then just recently... It's because we did like small minor updates, we did another audit. So uh, yeah, it's quite nice. We are we, we really appreciate or we really focus a lot on on security since we're like a docs team, so people know who we are and so on. And we have like more to lose than just a project. We have our name that we can lose, you know. So we actually care a lot about um, the right security. We also have great advisors in our team, for example. Uh, Christian Killer, he's doing his PhD in, in, in cybersecurity with focus on blockchain at the University of Zurich. Uh, we have Professor Dr. Um, Thomas Bocek, who is like one of the lead developers of ThorChain, for example. He took over yeah. after their recent hack. So mm-hmm. he's like the guy you call when, when shit's going down. Uh, yeah. when you have, when you have issues, you call him. And, uh, he's very famous here in Switzerland, like lecturing. He's a professor and, uh, 
as I said, um, big de big developer. He goes to all the hackathons. He wins them yeah. most of the time. So co cool guy. Also working on the team. He actually was one of the three audits that we have done. So yeah, that's that's it's very important to have proper security. That's absolutely great. And now, Andreas, can you tell our listeners, you know, what are your expectations when you know the Grizzly or DeFi project launches from your point of view? What is it that you yeah. expect things to work out, and how do you envision things to work out? Like? Got you. So that's quite interesting. So first of all, tomorrow, or I don't know when this is going to air, but it's the 4th of August, yeah. we are going to start our community sale. So um, the community can get in and buy tokens. It will be a very unique way of launching, actually, because we will have like a liquidity pool or like a launch pool. People can invest into the pool. And um, this will, pool will be open for three days. After the three days, it closes. And the pool then goes to the decks and buys on, on the decks. So we have a huge pump. We will trend on all the different uh, listing pages like CoinMarketCap, CoinGecko, all of them. Yeah. Um, and people will get their tokens vested over uh, 30 days. So after 30 days, everyone has their tokens. They make a nice game. Uh, it will be it's capped at 3x so everyone will make maximum of 3x mm. um and this would be this would be the first stage after that we're going to release our platform on the 8th of august okay. uh so the liquidity aggregator on on, on Binance smart chain shortly after that we're going to release our ethereum uh, version so we're going cross chain quite fast okay and um this will there we will, we will all aggregate convex Mm -hmm. Then we will launch our stablecoin. Also, shortly after, it's already in audit as well. This stablecoin it will be packed to the Swiss franc, so this will be very unique. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. And then the last point on our on our roadmap right now is to offer leverage on yield farming. So we want to offer leverage on convex liquidity mining, and our goal is to be similar to Oasis. So Oasis is working with MakerDAO. Yeah. And they offer like 50x leverage on Uniswap uh, liquidity pools, which yeah. contain DAI. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's not it's not really profitable anymore to just go directly through Uniswap. You have to go through Oasis because without the leverage, it does it's not worth it to, to farm. And uh, we want to be the same with Convex. So we want to bring a lot of liquidity into the space to leverage. Um, we want to offer the easiest and, and most efficient way to invest into different yield farming applications. So our goal is to become the hub of liquidity mining and really take over with this uh, leverage function. So this would be insane. Um, it, there would be a lot of volume generated, a lot of TDL generated, which results in a lot of honey token buybacks, a lot of honey tokens distributed back to the, to the stakers. Um, so we have to, we don't have to mint new tokens anymore we can just buy them back and, and redistribute them basically so this will be very exciting after that we're going to open up the, the gates for traditional finance investors um which is also very exciting so we really aim to focus a lot on the DeFi space make existing projects protocols easier more profitable and uh, this uh, leverage functionality will be a key feature of crucify in the future Absolutely, and the fact that you know you focus on more on the community, as if when the community grows, you get new users on board as well, right? Exactly. And I, I, I really like that you talked about you know the Swiss franc stable coin. Do you have mm -hmm. any tentative date as to when you guys plan to launch that? 
Yeah, I mean, we're from experience, we're not that good with dates, so we just <laughs> say it, it, it will come when it's coming. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're not going to disclose any dates. What I can say is that we're auditing it currently, so the smart contract is done. Frontend is also done. Uh, we need to integrate it now and uh, audit it. So uh, we hope to, to not have to let the community wait for too much time, but yeah. I will also not disclose any dates because That's anything awesome. can happen in tech. <laughs> yeah, and I was just going to ask you another question, which is related mm -hmm. to dates. That is, you know, when do you guys plan to launch on Ethereum? I think the dates are definitely going to be tentative as well, right? Yeah, exactly. I, it's the same answer, I guess. So yeah. we're very far with development, but we learned the last the last 5% take as much time as the first 95%. So right now everything looks very good. Um but yeah, so we'll we will announce it when it's when it's done. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. And do you have any message, let's say, to our listeners to get more information about Grizzly and what are the key highlights of Grizzly? If you were to summarize it for our listeners, be ready for the roadmap. This would be insane. Um, we have created a lot of content. So if you're interested in what we do, if you believe. That DeFi is not going anywhere. You know, if you believe that DeFi is here to stay, and you also believe that through simplicity and better user experience and more education, if you believe that through these points we can attract more users into the space, get more people involved. Uh, if you, if you also think that this is important for the whole world, basically, I mean, we now see problems in China with the financial system. We're not. We don't have to start talking about the U.S. The euro is collapsing. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of shit is going on right now. And if you feel like DeFi can be a solution, if this if we if we can push now, if you think this is a great opportunity, um, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Make sure to join the Telegram community. We're very active. Um, so we're six co-founders. Everyone is kind of doing content, talking about their like uh, main area uh, for me it's mostly as i said DeFi. so that's i'm really um uh yeah the guy who is behind all the innovation behind yeah. the vision so that's my thing my role and i'm doing a lot of videos on that so if you want to learn if you want to participate in a growing ecosystem and um, yeah participate and be one of the first people who join a project as an investor um, make sure to check out the community fair launch. It would be exciting. Yeah, and that's the was just moving on to my final question, which is, you know, uh, is there any websites or, you know, email address or social media channels that you want to get our listeners aware about? Yeah, exactly. As I said, so our Twitter, we're very, very active on Twitter. Our Telegram group is, is, is awesome. So there you have a lot of people... Uh, like heated discussion we have a russian telegram we have a german telegram with an english telegram um also instagram youtube for example so i'm trying to post uh two to three times a week so um there is always new content coming out where i explain about the platform where i explain about general markets all of that type of stuff so yeah you will not get tired of, of content. We're, we're definitely producing enough for you. <laughs> Perfect. So what I'll do is, you know, in the show notes, what I'll do is I'll mention your website. I'll mention mm -hmm. the email address. I'll mention the social media, such as the Twitter and uh, email handles as well. And, uh, exactly. And one final question, which has nothing to do with mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies. What I tend to do is I ask all of my interviewees, uh, yeah. is there any particular genre of music that you like? Oh, that's a good one. I really used to like listening to hip hop 
but right now for me it has to be more EDM house techno that type of music I recently went to Tomorrowland in Belgium and I oh, fell in absolutely. love with the techno music <laughs> absolutely brilliant so what I'll do is I ask all of my interviews one question the reason being uh, I play drums for you know a heavy metal band just, really? Yeah, so just having a bit of connection with Bitcoin and music always definitely helps, in fact. So, got you, got you. Interesting, man. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hey, th thanks for having me. Thanks for the Thank great questions. Thank you so very much, Andreas. Really, really appreciate it.